listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Get the get this train a rolling. Steve, are you recording? I am. Oh, good, good. I've only done that twice, unfortunately. Will not uh, be. Repeating That's because that, it's Hassan's job to remind you, and he never does. He never does. It's not, Has- it's not Hassan's job. It's my job to remember is what it is. Okay. Welcome to episode 72 of Cinemental. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does? How about new? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast that we can only help you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Hassan Godwin, and Latham Conger III. For the first time in our show history, we have two guests tonight, and I can spend the next five minutes rattling off a laundry list of credits. But instead, I'll go with, they are, some might say, the most powerful couple in comics, having worked at one time or another for nearly every comics company actually anyone's actually heard of. He a writer and anchor, she a writer, and one of the most sought-after artists in all of comics. To top it all off, they are two of the nicest people you will ever meet on a convention show floor or at the bar afterwards. Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, welcome to Cinemental. Howdy. Hello. Howdy, guys. Thank actually, you so Jimmy, much. actually, Jimmy, welcome back. And Amanda, yeah. welcome. Well, thank I, you. I, I, love how, I love how, you know, this is you, people just listening, but whenever you say everybody else's name, they all nod and wave. <laughs> yes. I hope, I hope people really appreciate that. I, I like being able to look at faces when I'm talking. Ex- right. That's why we do this. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why we do this as opposed to just doing like a call or something, just because it's, it's hard, you know? <laughs> so anywho, uh, so let's uh, suffer from consumption. Uh, Hassan, why don't you? Go first? I ain't going first. All right, Lake, we'll go first. <laughs> why not, Hassan? Why not? Because, because he's he's drinking water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in my cups. I can't. I can't uh, possibly perform right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Listen, before before you jump in, like just to let Jimmy and Amanda know, so this is a new. We got rid of the news that gives us fits bit because there was just too many either either things that weren't enough or just too many fits. Yeah, too, too many lines to and go These over. two guys couldn't handle it. That's basically uh, what happened. Yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, right. uh, so now, so now, so now we do a thing where uh, <laughs> basically we just talk about whatever whatever movies, TV, books, whatever media we've consumed in the past week. Gotcha. So we just kind of rattle off everything we've kind of like taken in over that time. So right. lay go yeah, ahead. and the and the and the and the caveat to it is All that right. it's a it's it's kind of a competition, even though it shouldn't be. <laughs> and Steve always wins. That's basically the two rules. That's why Steve it's, always it's, goes last because Hassan <laughs> watches seventeen movies, then I see thirty-two, and then Steve watches one hundred and fifty-eight and five miniseries. So we're done. So it's yeah. the number. It's the, it's the quantity, not the quality. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. pretty much. Well, right. that's true too, because Steve watches a lot of horror movies. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. oh that was a cheap. Oh, shots oh, fired. Cheap. No, it's true. I can't, I can't deny it. Yeah, but he's, right. he's uh, it's a, a denigration of uh, quality of uh, horror movies. Well, most so. of them are bad. He's right. 
Ah, new two shots fired. All right, I'm <laughs> okay. gonna stop now. <laughs> um, so uh, I I don't believe we talked about last week. I finished uh, the mini series. Don't fuck with cats. Oh yeah, you and did mention it, but you it, hadn't finished it yet. It's only three parts. I thought it was four. So we did the first two, and then we watched. You know, we thought we had two parts left. It was only one. The last part of that mini series, if you haven't seen it, and you're a movie fan of a certain nineties a certain nineties movie. The end of the the end of the show, your hands are just on your head, like there's your mind is just like, how in the world did this guy orchestrate this nutso conclusion to this story? It's it 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 will boggle your mind if you've seen the movie that gets referenced and if you start catching everything he did. And it's too much of a spoiler to waste, but it's it's a brilliant miniseries. It's uh, okay. It's a I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Where, where did you see it on? It's Netflix. on uh, Netflix. Uh, okay. And the basic premise is uh, a guy starts torturing animals on the internet, and these internet sleuths go after him, try and figure out who he is, and they figure it out before the cops, and then things just go way off the rails. And then the last episode, you, your jaw will be on the floor for the last 15 minutes with the with the conclusions they come up with it's it's nuts and i, I don't want to give Wait, away does it end with does it end with the animals being turned into a mcrib sandwich well yes how about the guy being turned into a mcrib sandwich oh, not maybe, the animals not, maybe, yeah that would be better not only does it do that but if you finish the movie netflix sends you a coupon for five dollars off a mcrib sandwich made of sitting oh so, i'm there i'm full I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can suffer three hours. It, they taste <laughs> like chicken, you know. Once they're dead, they just taste like chicken. Um, All right, Steve, edit that out. Sorry, oof. that's bad. <laughs> edit it out. All right, so we finished that. Uh, I watched three movies other than the two we had to watch for tonight. Oh, good. I watched a movie called. And the, and the best part now is I'm just going through my book because I have all this free time and I'm just picking random stuff. I watched a movie called Arlington Road. Oh yeah, Jeff Bridges oh, yeah, I know that man. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tim Robbins. Uh, Mid nineties. Yep. Well, uh, ninety nine. Where he okay. thinks he thinks Tim Robbins is a terrorist that lives next door. That's right. That's uh, right. It's the guy who directed it. Also directed the Mothman prophecies, which I think is a pretty yeah. decent thriller. Um, he's got one of my favorites. Yeah, it's good, and he's got a unique style. The twist at the end of this movie is great. If you don't see it coming, it is fantastic. It's worth getting to that point. The movie's decent. It's a good thriller. I wouldn't say it's great, but the twist is awesome. Uh, and it's you, you really don't see it coming. And that's rare uh, in any movie, especially already one in the late 90s at that point. So that was really cool. Um, so that was the first one. I watched uh, The Green Inferno. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say about this movie. Uh, what's the director? Is? It's Eli, Eli Roth's. It's Eli, Eli Roth's. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Eli Roth's ode to like cannibal holocaust. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is a there is there are brutal killings in this movie. There is mm -hmm. one that is really difficult to watch. Uh, <laughs> that is Eli Eli Roth's thing. Like it's like he tries to outdoes done. He always tries to outdo himself. That's true. With like the brutal murders and stuff. And he, he does. I think he does in this one. It's the worst one I've seen in any of his movies. And <laughs> it's it's weird. It's it almost like it's trying to make a political statement, but then it betrays it. And then by the end of the movie, I just realized, you know, I don't want anyone in this movie to live. I want every <laughs> single character to die. Everyone, the lead, 
all the cannibals, all the people that are being jerks to cannibals, everybody. And that didn't happen, so I was disappointed. Don't be jerks to cannibals. Yeah, yeah that's right. I have a t-shirt. It's like, don't be a jerk to cannibals. <laughs> yeah, well, don't be a jerk to can- cannibals if you're in proximity of them. That's, that's the key. And, and so, you know, it's it's. I didn't like it very much. There was, you know, no. there's a couple of interesting things, but it's it's. Not, I don't think it's great. Nope. And then I watched a movie more brutal than that. Um, that I am now going to add to my list of movies. There's only about four or five on them that I have watched, think they're pretty good or brilliant, but would never watch again or would not rec. It would be very hard for me to recommend them for someone else to watch them unless they were like a true movie fan. Is it frozen? No, it is not. (laughs) But that is in my book. That is in my book. Oh, you mean frozen the cartoon? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant the horror movie where the people are trapped on the on the ski lift. It's a great. Oh, it's a, that's a that's a that's an that's an, that's an under that's an underrated horror film. I've heard I've heard it is. I've heard it is. But this movie is called uh, Bully, and it's okay. by, oh, uh, Larry Clark who did Kids. It does. It takes yeah. place in Florida, right next probably to where you guys live. It's, uh, it's Nick Stahl, right? Yeah, Nick Stahl. In yeah, it, everyone that. in this movie, their performance is just. I mean, it's so graphic. It's so real. It's so tough to watch every scene. Every scene is difficult. Every scene you're watching, you're just inhaling this awful culture that these kids are stuck in. It's based on a true story of these kids who decided that they're going to kill this their friend who's been a bully to them their whole life. And the whole movie is them getting to the point where they decide to kill him. And then what happens next? But okay. it is, uh, has anyone seen it? None of you four have seen it. No. no. I mean, I have, it. have you seen kids? No, Hassan's yeah. seen it. I, I've seen it. You see yeah. Bully? Mm-hmm. It, okay. Yeah. Any, any thoughts, Hassan? Uh, I would agree with your observation. It was a while ago when I saw it, but it is uh, certain scenes are pretty hard to watch. Uh, the the main scene specifically, ironically, is what I would call the main scene. Is pretty hard to watch. Oh, it's yeah, it's and it, the movie is extremely graphic. There's frontal nudity, um, lots of sex, like graphic sex, graphic violence, and it's. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but it's, Nick, Nick Stahl is great in it. Nick, Nick so Stahl remember, is is unbelievable, was, and so is yeah. uh, Bijou Phillips and. Yeah. Um, Every of every one of the main leads. What's the other lead, Hassan? Uh, Brad Renfro is that his name? I think so, but it's been so long. He died from a drug overdose in the two thousands. Yes. So it's really hard watching this movie with him, and you you just can't. It's one of those movies where you're like these these people can't be acting. They can't be acting right now, and that's just a testament to how just how real it is. And I'll never watch it again. And it, I, I don't know who I'd recommend it to, except maybe people on this podcast who like movies, because it's <laughs> it's a must watch for people who love cinema. But it is one of the roughest movies I've ever watched. It's right up there with like Irreversible and, uh, you know, Martyrs and stuff that's just you don't want to go. You don't want to experience again. So Requiem for yeah. a Dream. Requiem for a Dream is up there. Yeah. That would be that would basically be my assessment of it. It's like it was really strong, but I don't I won't watch it again. Like I just probably won't bother watching it again. It's two thousand one too, so it's a little far. You know, it's twenty years ago, and it's it feels like today. I mean, these kids have nothing to do, and they are picking the worst things to do. 
And um, Larry Clark's an interesting director too. Kids, I didn't like kids as much as this. Uh, and I know he's done other stuff too. Uh, he's just real interesting dude, but man, he, he brings it. He brings it and you better be ready. And that's all I watched this week. No, uh, no TV. No oh, ER. I'm sorry. Or... One interesting story. We, you know, me and Amaya, we've been watching ER from the beginning and we're in season two. And the episode we got to right before we watched one of the movies for this week, the first movie we're supposed to watch this week. I don't know if I could say it now. I will. Poseidon Adventure. It starred, the ER episode starred Red Buttons. So yeah. we put on Poseidon uh-huh. Adventure oh, okay. next. And my, and my daughter's like, hey, that's the dude from ER. I'm like, yeah, he's uh, 30 years younger, but that's the dude. <laughs> uh, that's him. So that was pretty cool. Um, Red Buttons. And, and uh, that's it. Yeah, Forensic Files as usual. And then, uh, and we, you know, and the movies for this week. So. All right. Hassan. Awesome. Uh, watched uh, WandaVision from last week. Snowpiercer from for this week. Is WandaVision is the last episode this week? No, it's next week. So this this so week and two, next there's week. two more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm waiting to watch it until it's all done. The Equalizer. I watched. Male uh, or female one? The the the, the, the with, TV show, the new one. Yeah. Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a male one too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> those but those movies are done. I've seen both of those. So. Oh, the old TV know. show. He means. Edward well, Woodward. Yeah, but I mean, Edward Woodward. Yeah, but no, I didn't. Well, right, you got to clarify I'll... it for the audience, my man. Oh, no, no, no. I watched Clarice, another episode of Clarice. It's okay. Is it, is it, uh, is it moving forward? Yes. Okay. But where it's going is probably more a better question than is it going? It's going somewhere, but who knows where the heck it's going? And okay. it's, Taking some liberties with uh, the storyline, um, but I won't spoil it. Uh, there's a oh, this is a this is a little rabbit hole. So there's a there's a YouTuber called uh, the Observer, right? And he he does <laughs> he reads people's faces and reports on them. That's his thing. <laughs> what? Right? Like uh, like from so, a photograph or something? Yeah, you'll see. He'll look at people's. He'll see, he'll watch interviews and watch people's facial expressions, and then oh, so and then, then he'll show it like up in the corner and like talk. Yeah, about and then it. Okay. divulge what's really going on in their minds oh, while they're boy. being interviewed. Uh-oh. And the like latest one right. <laughs> is yeah, this like a, like a riff tracks kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. the, the, <laughs> the latest one I just saw was he did a he did a kind of a two vlog expose or whatever on the. <sighs> Here we go again uh, on the manager of the Cecil Hotel. Oh, and he just said, "Well, you know, every every now and then he'll say something. He'll he'll add a caveat of, yeah, but what's she trying to hide? She's definitely trying to hide something." And it's like, it's like he totally missed the purpose of the documentary in and of itself. Of yeah. you know, of overblowing uh, or seeing things that aren't there, seeing demons and architecture and stuff like that, and then you know, making a meal out of someone's tragic death. And so it pretty much disgusted me, but it disgusted me so much I watch both of them <laughs> so that I could be disgusted <laughs> by it. So I, I'm I'm no better than anything. Suc- else, successfully huh? disgusted. <laughs> yes. <it> was... <laughs> yeah. Um okay, this gets a little so I'll skip those. Uh, I watched uh, The January Man. Oh, uh, okay. What my friends, uh, there, there was a, one of our movies for movie nights and we watched it. But we watch it, you know, when you watch a movie on your own, 
it's one thing, but when you watch it with friends, it's a lot more analytical. Like when you watch it in a group, <laughs> and we we really that the movie is really impressive. It's really a good movie. Although there are there are, you know there are anachronisms, you know the nineteen eighties anachronisms yeah. in it, but it's I I enjoy the movie and so uh, and they shot much it at your Yes, and it's Alan Rickman's uh, first film. So, uh, oh, is it? Is it his first film? I believe that's his first film. Wow, his first appearance in a film. Um, Now, (laughs) I watched HBO Max. Has I told you this? HBO Max has uh, Babylon Five on it in HD. Oh, okay. So I started watching those again, and uh, that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. That's that (laughs) takes up that takes up enormous chunks of time so well that's what that's five seasons of that's Babylon five seasons and these, yeah that, and those I, are like 20 some episodes 20 yeah 24 episode seasons yeah so right. it's, it's, they're not a joke and then <laughs> and then the, the peacock network has episodes of sequest on them and i haven't seen them in a long time and so oh sequest dsv with roy scheider yeah yeah nice you want to talk about Bad 90s television <laughs> and unbelievably bad or or uh, or basic special effects. We're talking Babylon 5 special effects were better than Sequest. Almost the same time era, but it's a, it's amazing what the, the, the Babylon 5 people were able to do with an Amiga that supposedly industrial light and magic couldn't do for television in uh, for, for Sequest. But they couldn't do it or they couldn't afford to pay them to do it. They they, they didn't want to do it. Okay. It's, it's more like they didn't they really didn't want to do it. <laughs> it didn't but uh, but they're fascinating. They're they're a time capsule. They're very fascinating. Um and some of it is some of it is still relevant, but you know. It's relevant in a '90s television, uh, <laughs> yeah. In a '90s television way, uh, and that was it. Uh, so we have suffered enough, and uh, we will move on. All right. So, uh, getting into Jimmy and Amanda's primary film pick, "The Poseidon Adventure." <laughs> morning hours of New Year's Eve, the SS Poseidon, en route from New York to Athens, was struck by a 90-foot tidal wave. Oh, my God. And capsized. Irwin Allen's production of The Poseidon Adventure. Of 1,400 people on board, only a handful will survive. This is their story. That's the way out. That's our only chance. Don't listen to him! Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine, Red Buttons, Carol Lindley, Roddy McDowell, Stella Stevens, Shelley Winters, Jack Albertson, Pamela Sue Martin, Arthur O'Connell, Eric Shea, and Leslie Nielsen. Who will survive? The combined talents of 15 Academy Award winners bring you The Poseidon Adventure. From 1972, directed by Ronald Neem with a running time of 117 minutes, a rogue wave leaves a Queen Mary-style cruise ship capsized and its passengers trapped inside, racing to find a way out of the sinking ship in this 70s-era disaster film that helped launch nearly 10 years of on-screen havoc. Why this film? And Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, why this movie? <laughs> um, I guess it was my first my very first favorite movie of all time. Like when I was really young, I guess. How I'm, old were you when you saw it? I think six. 
Wow. Okay. And I made, we, we saw it. This is when drive-ins were still a thing. I think it was one of those movies that I talked my parents into taking me to see multiple times. You know, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw it at least four times wow. at the drive-in movie theater. And I don't know how I, I asked my mom, I'm like, how did I talk you into that? And they were like, yeah, it was a really good movie. We wanted to see it too. I'm like, okay. Right. So, um, so yeah, it was the beginning of me. Your parents were high, by the way. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, it was the first movie. And like when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have, you know, like all the kids can see things over and over again because it's all on DVD or it's on Netflix or it's on the Disney channel. Um, but you actually, if to see movies multiple times, you actually had to go to the movie yeah. theater. So, um, so yeah, it was just, I was crazy about it. And all of my friends in the second grade, like first or second grade, I think, loved it too. And we used to play Poseidon Adventure on the monkey bars. Awesome. <laughs> so, and I always called Susan. That was the one that I was. You know, it's like, I'm Susan. I'm the big sister, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, we would all, like, hang on the monkey bars and slowly, like, go upside down. <laughs> and <scream laughs> and, um, and then I would, like, I would be on the top monkey bar and people will be like, Susan, jump. And I'm like, you know, I can't jump. It's too high. How'd you get up there, sis? That's a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you like about the movie? Why, why did it stand out to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I was a kid and it was an adventure and it was scary. I mean, it had characters that I liked, you know, I, I don't. Okay. I can't explain my six-year-old brain. I wish I could. I remember but... we, we went to see it in my family. My So we're four boys, right? And my dad mom took us to Radio City Music Hall to see it. And when it came out, it was like, you know, this big cast, right? Popular in the day, I guess. And it was like a, an event movie. Like, that. Like honestly, it was like Erwin Ir Allen, right? Big, yeah. Big, but it was an event movie. Like, that. I remember that, and we saw It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, an airplane, or airport. Airport. Airport in Radio City Music Hall. And to go there, like, we had to get dressed up, and, you know, it was like <laughs> a big thing to go. And this is, I, I guess the movie came out when? Was it 70? 70? 72. 72. 72, yeah. So I was, I was, um... I was uh, 11. No. Or, no. Yeah. No, I was uh, yeah, 10 11. or 11, maybe. 10 or 11. Anyway, yeah. my math is terrible. Um, so we so as a kid, it was like really exciting to go see it. And then, you know, the, as the kid brain is like, oh, my God, this wave took this boat out and everything's upside down. It was just such like a cool thing. And, and I got to tell you, like, even for the limited, they didn't have CGI, I didn't have anything. But the scene where the boat the wave hits the boat. Yep. It's so great. Like it, it still works today. And it's funny because they remade this movie with Kurt Russell and all these people with CGI and it's not good. Like, right. It's, it's nowhere near the it, original. No. And, and this one still had that impact. It's just really just, it really felt like the boat was going upside down and, you know, and, and again, the same reasons for Amanda, when I was a kid, it's like you pick the characters you like and you hope they're going to make it. 
you know, it was like the first of those kind of movies where it introduced all these different characters and, right. um, it, you know, again, the Irwin Allen movies after that, of course, Towering Inferno, Earthquake, all that kind of stuff. But it was a big event movie. And I, I think as a kid seeing it with my family, it just was like, oh, this is so cool. It's like my parents want to see a movie like this that I enjoy, <laughs> you know, it has like crazy shit and people dying and people burning and, you know, rooting for people. I, I just I just figured out how I talked to my parents and going to see it multiple what? times. How? My mom had a crush on Gene Hackman. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she laughs crazy. Easy. That'll do it. That's that's how I that's how it was. Also, you know what? When when I was little, we we lived in L.A. and my parents took me to the Queen Mary after the Poseidon Adventure. Movie oh, nice! And, and I was so happy. Was like, <laughs> they hang you upside down in it. So you can... <laughs> no, I, I bet my dad probably tried to, and my mom was like, "Stop that!" And the Queen so, Mary's haunted too, right? Because that's what I did. We did a haunted yeah. tour. We did a haunted tour of the Queen yeah. Mary. It was pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, what'd you guys it's think? It's in Long Beach, uh, Long Beach. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you guys think of the movie? I mean, did uh, anybody never see it before? Oh, I think no, I think we I'm sure we've all seen Everybody it. Everybody's okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's I mean, that that that's you know, in, in our sort of like era age range, that's that's like a one of those movies where everybody you know saw. It's like that right. was like seminal. Yeah. And uh yeah, we even showed it to our our young neighbor. Our, our I guess at the time he was probably fourteen years old, and he loved it. He really loved it. He's yeah. like, that movie was good. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we we've been having movie night uh, like ever since he was like twelve. You know, yeah, he he's, comes over once. He's in like, a while. We've known him since before he could walk, so he's almost like a nephew to us. Nice his parents. And, um, his parents say he won't watch a movie they suggest, but if we <laughs> have movie night, yeah, he'll come over and watch anything. So, so we try to give him a, a variety of older movies. Yeah, right. A lot of right. kids think it has to be new to be good. You know, that's their attitude. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so the seventies were the the golden age of the disaster film that launched with the release of Airport in nineteen seventy, which was such a big hit for the time, uh, making nearly six hundred million dollars in adjusted in adjusted money. Um, it grossed almost a little over a hundred million dollars at the time, which was just massive for that. And uh, it, would, it would go on to spawn three sequels over the next 10 years. And then basically Irwin Allen came along and said, okay, coming off of uh, three arguably legacy level TV shows, uh, mm -hmm. time tunnel voyage beneath the sea and, um, uh, lost in space uh he then went back into big movie filmmaking and would uh he would put out eventually he would put out uh like jimmy said towering inferno and he did a movie called the swarm which is about a bunch of killer bees uh and then uh -huh. he did a he did a he did a couple of made for tv giant disaster movies one called flood and one called fire he he would then direct the he sequel. put a lot into those titles he would direct a sequel <laughs> to poseidon adventure Right. called i believe beyond the poseidon beyond the yeah uh and um, then and by then the way as a caveat to that that i i saw that maybe 20 years ago when i was home and i read which the byline for uh the beyond the poseidon adventure oh. in the tv guide and the description uh -huh. of the movie which i'll never forget was <laughs> greedy executive producers uh think they could squeeze money out of a, a mediocre sequel to a classic 
And that is, that is exactly the description of the film, which made <laughs> it essential for me to see at the time. Um, and uh, please continue. Yeah, Erwin Al- Arnold would then close out the decade with "When Time Ran Out." Oh boy! Um, yeah. <laughs> oh boy! And, and and Paul Newman. That's the volcano. Paul Newman. Uh, yes. That yes. is. That is. I watched that like what three years ago. Yeah, it was. So we were like, oh my god, it's an Irwin Allen disaster movie! Yay! And <laughs> Paul Newman is in it. I know. He had all the right ingredients and no pot to cook it in. It was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How much did you just put it in my hands? <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on the burner, you know? It's, it, it's a great movie to watch with a group of people because you watch their jaws hit the ground yeah. on how horrible it is. And, and, and how much he rips his own self off right. from the Poseidon adventure. You're just like, oh my God, this is the scene where this happens. You know, it's just... It is oh. horrible. Yeah, I, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. Um I, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was on TV and I'm sure it was uh, I was I'm you know I'm probably in my single digits uh, when I saw this maybe maybe 10 maybe maybe 10 or 11. Right. I know ABC paid at the time the 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 record setting fee of a million dollars for the television air rights to uh, to put this on television which was like a year after the theatrical run or whatever it used to be back then. <laughs> yeah this was you know this is this movie is the blueprint really for that that 70s era disaster film where you have this gigantic group of stars uh movie and television all mixed together and you dump them into a terrible situation and you just kind of watch and wait and see who's gonna die uh you know what sort of 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 horrible you know uh path they're gonna have to take to get to escape whatever they have to do to, to get there and you know you know that you know you know like just like this movie 12 people start off you end up with six and you're just like all right which 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 are the ones that are gonna go <laughs> and you know it's it's never uh it's never who you want it to be you know usually yeah i mean i, I com- it's tough for me comparing I'll, i'm always gonna have a softer spot for towering inferno i think i saw towering inferno first and i think it's arguably a better film uh, but, but Poseidon adventure is still, I mean, this is, this is, like I said, this is the prototype. This is, this is really the, the progenitor of that, of that whole genre. And, and clearly, even if it's the second best one of them, you know, I, I did these, both those films are still better than earthquake, you know, and earth, earthquake, <laughs> earthquake. And everyone thinks that earthquake was, a, was an Irwin Allen movie and it wasn't, he was a, it was a whole different group of guys. He wasn't a part of that I, at I, all. I, I, I saw it in Censor. I'm one of those people. I, I Censor around. Yeah, with the, with the, the, the theater I was in would throw on from the balcony. They threw rubber bricks down while it was. Oh my God. On. Yeah. Yeah. They had like these lightweight rubber bricks and they would throw them Man, I during the thing. The they give everybody in the audience like a more like freaking out. Type could of you, thing. could you keep them where they like souvenir rubber bricks? I think people just threw them to stop, other people. To be honest, how could you stop they, people from keeping them once you threw it at them? You know, oh, oh, that goes right in the pocket. Like, thank the you. Theater, they were throwing them off the balcony and everyone was screaming in the theater. Oh. The, the speakers were rumbling and you know, the it was seat, just the full, seat rumblers, full on bass speakers. You know, it was it was that it was is fun. fantastic. And then Walter Matthau's in it for one second. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like Jimmy said, the the practical effects of how they how they did this and how they built the sets and everything, 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 everything was built to go to like forty five degrees, and the rest was done with camera work. Yep. 
and then they just flipped everything. You know, then they oh, had their yeah. upside down yeah. sets built, you know, so and everything was designed for ease. Like if you, if you look at the big, you know, and there's that, I mean, there's that, that listen, the, the, you can show anyone in the world that shot of the guy falling into the light and everyone yes. knows immediately where it's from. Yes. You know, there's just, there's a couple of shots in this movie that are just so classic. Yeah. Um, Jimmy actually mentioned something to me that I never noticed until I saw it again. Is oh, the cushion. About the camera work. <laughs> and it's one of those things that you don't notice until somebody tells you <laughs> that, the camera slowly sways back and forth. The whole movie. The whole movie. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice it actually, that. Actually, it does this yeah, really slow. This, yeah. So the whole movie. So it's like a boat nice. rocking gently. Yeah, not a boat, an ocean liner. You right, know, right. Gently rocking back and forth. Which, which shouldn't be happening. If you're on an ocean liner that's rocking like that, oh, no. you're, you're <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> but, they, they do move once in a while. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, but not like... Not like in this movie. Like it. it no, you know. no, no. <laughs> we, we, I was on a boat once that was rocking so much. The joke was we were drunk. We would try to run and see how far we can get down the hole without slamming into a wall. <laughs> because the boat was throwing us like right. both ways. It was it was rocking, man. It was it was pretty wild. It was a big ship too. This is uh, this was a lot of fun to watch again. I like I said I hadn't seen this movie in a really really long time, so it was fun to go back and watch. And uh, you know, and listen, all these all these actors are are you know for of the time. You know, you know who all these people are. You know where the, you know kind of know where they all go afterwards because you remember them from like you know Pamela Sue Martin was Nancy Drew and she was on Dynasty and you know I just remember her from that era and it's like she's so she's so adorable. Um, and so it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's just one of those movies that kind of just, you know, that you always remember as a kid watching and just have a lot of fun with. So, uh, Latham? Uh, I, I uh, was introduced to this, uh, a lot of these movies, the ones we've been talking about, especially the d- disaster ones. Uh, between like the ages of eight and 12, it was always on um, the ABC Sunday night movie. Yeah. And it would start at like seven, it would go to 10 and it felt like an event every time. And especially towering Inferno every year that came on, I was like, Oh, I can't wait to watch this again. It was like three or four hours with commercials. And it's just, and Poseidon adventure was another one. And it felt like a really big movie um, then. And it, I believe it won a special Oscar for special effects. Yes. If I'm not yep. mistaken. For visual effects at one, a, it was a non-competition Oscar at that point. Like it just towered over anything else that year, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, the, the movie is like, it's, it's basically just like a, a, a matter of fact, like manual of how to get out of a ship that is turned upside down. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like we got to do this. We got to put the tree up against this. We have to climb the tree. Then we got to go through here and here and here. And it's, it's very meticulously done, but I like that part of it. I like the fact that it's, you know, very detailed in every little thing they do at times. It's a little, you know, some people would probably see it as boring, like watching all the characters have to, follow the rope through the pool and, you know, the uh, go through this hatch and here comes the water, but it, it's suspenseful. Um, it holds up. I think it, it is the 10 little Indians plot where you don't know who's going to die next, but it's going to be someone, but it's also not a full 10 little Indians plot because not everyone dies. Like Steve said, you know, how many make it six, six make it at the yeah. end, but 
you know, you're expecting almost everyone to die and only one or two make it. So that was like a nice little surprise that more, you know, I had seen it before, but more than, you know, more than you think make it out of the ship. Um, I mean, the stunts that the actors are doing in this movie, I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, they tried to outdo each other after a while to see who could, you know, they, they did all their own stunts except for the really dangerous stuff. But, you know, you see Gene Hackman hanging from this wheel. You see, you know, they didn't, they didn't shoot dry for wet for this, right? They really shot underwater for those, those shots. And those are the actors in the water. And that's just, you know, you know, what, where's the, where's the rider in your contract for what you have to do here? Well, it's, it's, honestly, it's funny with the Gene Hackman when he's on the wheel and that, that, that bit at the end, they let him, he wanted to do the fall himself down into the water. The problem was that he still had more stuff to shoot after that. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him do the full fall. They only let him do the scene where he, he lets go of the wheel and drops out of camera view. And then the fall where they show it top down, falling all the way down into the fiery water is actually a stuntman <laughs> uh, it's, it's the editing covers any part where yeah. it's not the actor when you see shelly winters underwater i mean it's just like that that stuff uh, that stuff makes the film better it really does yeah. and those yeah. decisions are key uh borgnine and hackman you know they they're the glue that holds this movie together they're over the top a lot but i think it works i think they they like you know, their utter anger and utter like desperation that they want to bring forth and bring, you know, get through to everyone. Uh, you know, it's it, occasionally at times it's a little over the top, but they're, they're such great actors. It doesn't matter. They are scenery chewers. Gene Hackman is going to get, Gene Hackman is going to get everybody out of that boat if it kills everybody on that boat. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I mean, and that's another, again, you know, not big spoiler, but the Gene Hackman thing at the end is your your that's that's your hero. Not usually what happens right. in heroic movies, especially to a you know a character who's who's wrestling with his belief. And that was you know that was the nice symbolic thing of the movie of of you know they set it up at the beginning. They set up a lot of stuff with the different characters and played it very lightly through. It's balanced with with everything they talk about and do as they're going through, and you get attached to some of them, and you know you. You root for certain characters, other ones, you know, Pamela Sue Martin, you don't really give a shit what happens to her by the end of the movie. At least I, I did. didn't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, young girl. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of that's well, kind of cool. Know, I hate hippies, so you know, that's really the problem. But and there's oh uh, we, we have to talk about the score because that's it's right. uh I mean it's, it's Johnny it's Johnny. Yes. And I it's the score that got him uh, hooked up with, what year was this, 72 or 71? 72. Okay, what, 72. what year was Sugarland Express, 72 as well, or 71? Sugarland Express was 74, I think. This wasn't Duel, 72 or 73? Did he do the score for Duel? I never remember. He did not. He did so not. I, I thought I, I read I something that this is a score that got Spielberg interested in him or something like Could that. Could be. It, it's a great score. I mean, it's it's heroic and also ominous. Uh, it's a perfect balance of of what's going on. And it's it's um, not score heavy though, because there's a lot of parts where I was no. listening for the music, and they're just there. Yeah. Were, you know, there's a lot. It was just background sound through a lot of the I adventure part it, of it. I think it would have benefited a little more from having a little bit more score on some of those long sequences where they're just looking or going down a hall or 
I think it needed a little more, but you know, it, for all the times it gets a little dull or whatever, it's, it's a pretty suspenseful little movie. And, you know, it's, you know, some, some people don't think it's kind of silly with the characters, but I, I, I like it. I think it holds up and I have a fondness for it from watching it as a kid. But it, the, the other great thing I like about it is they get out of the movie and the movie just, it's over. It's just like the end. That's it. There's no, there's no like. Yeah. There's not even a cathartic, yeah, like nothing. establishing it's shot. Like, they get were out of the theater. <laughs> they, were... they got out of the boat. You're out of here. Right. As Jimmy says, the end. The yeah. end. <laughs> they were. The uh, they pulled back. Okay? They You're pulled out. back onto the boat. And that was it. You know, they, the Poseidon adventure is over. Originally, originally they wanted an end scene where there were like a bunch of like boats pulled up to the ship, you know, for getting people off expensive. or whatever. And they were out of money. So they just did the helicopter shot and they did the helicopter shot as an upshot. So you couldn't see that they were shooting it on the back lot. And again, there were buildings around them. Right. So they sh right. shot it looking up, so you couldn't see any anything else in the sky. Yep. Yeah, and I the boat shot is a map shot, right? Yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah, it, I, totally I mean, it doesn't not. even look that yeah. bad. But yeah, it's a helicopter shot. I'm like, okay, this is a tight angle shot. They shot this in downtown LA. You know, they're not on a fucking boat. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, it's it's. It's That's why when they say like, uh, did did you find anyone no. else? It's like, no, everyone below us is dead because they. Didn't. There's only there's only three of us in this helicopter. Yeah. We didn't like, look. We were honestly knocking at the thicker part of the hull, but we can't cut yeah. through that. So we couldn't fuck cut it. through it. So those people are dead, and they didn't they didn't so follow Gene Hackman. So fuck them. They're That's out. Right. Here we go. Now get out of the theater. The Poseidon Adventure is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's good it's fun my i watch it with my daughter and she you know this is a movie she would probably end up not liking but she you know she looked at me he's like that was kind of fun so that you know nice. that was cool to hear from from uh from her and um yeah so it's i, I enjoyed it it's I, i'll always enjoy that movie nice yeah. Hassan? uh movie's a monster uh it was a, it's a monster from my past because i saw that i don't know how old i was i saw it at home uh, my grandparents' house when I was, I don't know, maybe I was six or something like that. And it just, you know, it's, it's a traumatic movie for a youngster. <laughs> Especially if you're not, like, into death. Like, you know, like, you're not into watching people die when you're a kid. It, it bothers you. Like, death really bothers you. And like, there's so many times in my past when I could literally hear my mom going, mm, <laughs> like, well, in the middle of it, while I'm watching it, she's like, this was this not a smart idea. And then she'll tell my grandmother, like, I'll be paying for this, like, for weeks after this. Without getting into the film, like, to tell you just, like, exactly the state of the state of mind I was in by the, by the end scene with, uh, the, you know, the famous scene with Hackman on the, on the you know, holding on to the valve, the, the steam valve. And I was already traumatized by that. You know, they've been, you know, the, the, the elements are coming for these people. Yeah. There's water, like, you know, chasing these people. And there's, you know, there's, they're, they're going up the whole movie. They're going up. Right. So even as a kid, you understand they're going up to get away from, and then at one point they go down, you know, and then they go into the water and I'm like, what are you doing? And you're all going to fucking die uh, without the F word. And uh, so he's holding on to the, I, I think I said something about this last week when we, we found out we were watching the, uh, the, the Poseidon adventure, he's holding on to the valve. And he's this is this is and um, he's trying to turn it. And he's <laughs> screaming. And as a kid, I'm like, the hell is he talking? To? Who's he talking to? 
right? Because you don't understand esoteric anything when you're a kid. And my mom says, he's talking to God. And so he's screaming like, that wasn't enough. And, you know, whatever. And I said, can you do that? And just as I said that, he fell. And my mom was like, no. (laughs) He will will heat the wheel and make you regret that. (laughs) Not in your best interest. Yeah. <laughs> like no son yeah. you can't <laughs> don't let that be a lesson to you if you're ever in a boat upside down yell at god. don't yell at god what more do you yeah. want from us you idiot <laughs> you know what's what's funny what i what i found odd is because a movie it wasn't this is not a traumatic movie but it's one of those like ominous um like like we had said before the, the word we used before was like seminal it's one of those ominous experiences from your past where you watch something and you were like you know you were affected by it you know you were changed by the end of it you know and by the time they got to the point where they're banging on the you know the whole you, you know you're a young like six or seven year old mind doesn't understand what's going on. You only understand the trauma, right? You only understand they're trying to get away from water and we're losing people. That's the only thing you kind of get. So when they get to the end and they're banging on the, on the, the, the hull, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, again, we've just lost Gene Hackman. So I'm a mess. <laughs> and these people just, you know, kind of cut their way in. And then, you know, our, the, the remainders of our heroes just all leave. And the helicopter takes off and, it, and it's over, you know, and as, as Latham says, and then, you know, it's time to go to bed. You know, that was my mom. Like, All right. I, I will say, though, that that scene where they bang, where they bang on the top and they realize somebody's there and then they all have a, they all get a, a shot of them thinking. And you see. Yes. And, yeah, the catharsis right? you know, you of know, what they, they just lost. Wife, and, and that was to me was like really impactful. Like I was like, that was good storytelling. Yeah right yeah because i was putting myself in the place like all right they're saved and then they realize well i'm saved but i'm not with the person my person anymore yeah, yeah. and and she only had yeah. a couple of yeah. feet right. to go right to get saved really with well the rest of them so that's got to be like it was a really good storytelling shot at the end that I mean, that stood out for me the, this, the recent time i watched it i said yeah that's that's storytelling right there somebody somebody thought about what's going on yeah when you're when you've when you've seen something like that and you you know it's one of those like um uh, you know years later i'm like oh, i don't want to watch that again <laughs> you know, i remember i remember that that movie did to me i'm not watching uh, that again so you so i have i had seen it since but at the last time i saw it was maybe 20 years ago so watching it again this time and you're watching it completely like you know after you know, when you're 40, you're in your 40s and you're, you know, you're, you're over a lot yeah. of shit from, from back in the day. And you know, like it or not, or, or whether you want it or not, your eye is a lot more analytical. So like there's little things you see, like there's little cracks in the armor of the film that you see that kind of like you, the first thing you go is like, that boat is fake. <laughs> it's the first thing, that's a totally model. fake boat, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? The one thing that they did do very <laughs> yes. well, though, is it's, it's a it's only a super model. hard to do water at scale with models because water does not behave the same way on a mm-hmm. very large scale compared to a model. But they did a really, no. really good job making that water seem to be it's, in scale to that ship. And the ship model was like yeah. 25 feet long. It was no like tiny little model. Yeah. 
It certainly was not a yes, yes. Uh, it was not a Godzilla, scene. Godzilla <laughs> ship. <laughs> you know, where it's yeah. a kid with a yeah. water gun shooting at it. It's oh, like, oh, a ship, the ship in the bathroom. Hey, Hassan, do you know why the boat looked real to me? Because I have a childhood sense of whimsy. (laughs) All right. I have one of those. Yeah. You see, that's actually, that's a running joke because Latham does not actually have one of those. Oh, oh, I really, (laughs) I did though with the boat. The boat brought it back. Okay. The boat brought it back. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I do remember. I remember like that's Hollywood. Does anyone yes. remember that TV show that's Hollywood with yes. uh, I think yeah. Tom Bosley who used yeah. to, to narrate it? I remember them like uh, you, you know kind of exposing the the famous scene of the guy going through the skylight. Yeah, and they're like, if you really look, there's a cushion right under the, the ah. breakaway glass. And forever after that, I've never been able to not see that <laughs> cushion that the guy falls Tom onto. Yeah, Tom Bosley. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a he's a jerk. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I was happy for him because I at least I knew in my mind that guy yeah. didn't die, you know, because because everybody yeah. else in that fucking ballroom died yeah. horribly. Um, one of the things when I was a kid, like, how come those chairs are still stuck on this? On the, yeah, on the I didn't ceiling? understand why the, the chair. My mom's like, yeah, no, the floor, but really. yeah, boat's upside down. I'm like, yeah, but shouldn't they have fallen? And she's like, just, <laughs> just watch, stop talking. Your mom just didn't watch. explain it to you. Oh, no, no. She was, she was, she was like, "Look, I, there's nothing I could do to compete with his imagination, so I can't explain anything away to it." She just waited for me to ask questions, and then she was like, "Okay, good. I can, I can, I can, I can impose a little, little pieces of, uh, of information there for him." It's a great movie, uh, taken all by itself. Like watching the whole thing as an adult, watching the setup, watching that you know, you, they they give you the information. Gene Hackman is is troubled you know he's conflicted in his faith he still has his faith but he's conflicted there is one beat that i don't get but i'll get to that in a minute watching the you know the the, the little boy who's like really over enthusiastic about the boat and apparently the only boy on the whole ship because there's you never see any other children and then watching uh, frank drebin who's of course the boat sank it was being piloted by frank drebin you know and so he, he floated right into a Oh, that wave scene is terrifying. Yeah. It's still, it's still effective. It's still effective as a even as an adult. I'm like, oh, like him looking through the binoculars, like, yeah. oh, there oh, it is. Hey, where's the sky go? Oh, oh, we're dead. You know, was the only other time I've seen a giant wave. Oh yeah, with like a little bit of sky oh, at the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it just drives you. That 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 scene drove me crazy because uh, Wes Bentley was like, oh, you know what? I'll just stand here and look at it. <laughs> Everybody else is in the ship. Wes Bentley's like, eh, you know what? When when's the last time I've seen a wave oh, the size of a skyscraper? Yeah. I need to get maybe a selfie know with what it. To do. Maybe it's brain <laughs> fritzed out, you know. That's that, and that's the, that's why you got crewmates, right? Who who all abandoned him right there. Never mind that movie. Off I'm track. not. I, that's 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 neither here nor there. Oh. There, there, there's a strange beat where these uh, where Gene Hackman is talking to the other priests and uh, and. The guy's talking about his sermon. He said, you never talked about the weak. You know, your, your, your sermon right. was all about the strong. You never talked about the weak, which is really powerful, you know, but it was kind of like a, it's, it, it's kind of like sort of a cautionary nod. It's a, it's a hint to the, to, to yep. Hackman's flaw, you know, but it kind of steps on its own tail because it kills <laughs> all of them five minutes later. So you, the only, 
the only thing you could conclude is like, well, Hackman was right about this one, father. You know, like uh, you guys are underwater right now and they're in the boiler room. So, they, you know, they're, they're still they're still in the game, so, so to speak. So it's just kind of a weird beat. The people heading to the to the to the bow. There's there's a lot of great stuff in the film that the film just does not bother to try to explain or over explain to you. It doesn't try to doesn't try to, you know, it just implies that there's you know that everybody who didn't right. go with them is dead and like you said where well, they, they ran out of uh, money so they couldn't show that maybe more people were rescued and of course the next movie there are more survivors in the boat the, the don't watch the sequel because oh, it ruins terrible. the first movie of uh it tell you, yeah there are more people in the same the worst boat premise um, than the dark knight rises i don't think i don't think i've ever seen the sequel so i'm gonna have to track down a copy yeah, no, I, I think, no, you don't. No, I think Kelly it's a house Alice situation. Really don't do it. <laughs> it's a really bad idea. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I, I didn't really watch this movie too analytically. It's a it's a great movie. It's a, I don't really like disaster movies all that much because they do get samey after a while, and then uh, there there are certain beats of the movie where I just didn't remember. But there are other parts of the movie where they're so strongly ingrained in me like i knew the shelly winter scene i knew she was i knew she was going to save the day and then i knew she was going to die right after i knew i knew i knew borgnine was going to lose his wife because i just remember my whole child linda <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> for years <laughs> linda you my linda and i'm like that is not how you grieve for someone <laughs> that you know that you just saw a face plant yeah. into a fireball the, the you know that's stood out to me too because the heroes in it were regular people like the people is a five. Most movies are always have these heroic looking people, and then this movie had Shelley Winters and Red Buttons and like, and I was like, that's so like different, mm-hmm. you know that that they're not regular these, folks. Yeah, they're not a list, and and they're yeah, somebody's heavy, somebody's older, and yet they're still stepping up to the plate. I thought that was like an interesting thing that you don't see that in new movies. Like yeah. new movies wouldn't even touch no. on it, you know. They don't go near that, actually. That's true. They stay with the pretty people now. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we do We do have... Uh, one thing I did think about while watching the film was that we don't have moral heroes anymore in our modern modern films where, you know, there's a... There's, ba- there's basically a battle between Borgnine and, uh, and, and Gene Hackman over, like, over how strongly moral you should be, you know, and how, you know, like Hackman's like, you know, uh, uh, we stop at nothing to get everybody out of here. And Borgnine's like, look, man, we just, you know, I, he's, he's no less a hero. He's no less a character. He just has different ideas as, as to what should be done to protect everybody. But you, you never get the impression uh, once that he is some kind of coward, like he would leave them behind or he would sacrifice anybody. In fact, he, he follows Roddy yeah. McDowell into Whatever that, whatever that whirlpool of death was that that, that Cornelius <laughs> fell into, um, so, um, and then he gets blamed for yeah. it. Like Hackman, you know, reads from the Ryan Act for it, and it's it just led me to believe, like today, this movie wouldn't we wouldn't have archetypal moral, you know, moral characters. It wouldn't be about morality now. It would be about how how you know intricately we could sneak in flaws in each one of these characters that are you know that that you know even though these people are highly flawed they could still you know there's still a chance that they might survive there's no there's no 
unambiguous right and wrong or anything like that. So, I mean, that's that, that's kind of one of the things I saw in the film. It's a great film. Uh, I was a little iffy about watching it again, but I'm glad <laughs> I did. I did enjoy it. Um, I have a thing about the ocean. No, I, don't I know. Like no, you don't the like ocean. the, the ocean. Uh, and the water just chasing them through the whole, even even now, even watching a 1972 film about people in a in an obvious uh, Hollywood set being chased by water was still making me seriously <laughs> uptight at this age. So, so there you go. But it was it was great, um, and then uh, it, it you know it, it was better than I thought. It, it was better than I remembered. So See, I'm glad uh, I saw some it. some little odds and ends. So the red buttons role was originally supposed to go to Gene Wilder and uh, he actually had to drop out because of scheduling problems. Uh, Burt Lancaster turned down the Hackman role. Uh, he, he, he said he didn't think it was right for him, but I could definitely see him in that same kind of, you know, the way, yeah. the way that Hackman acts in that role, him. And then the other person who is considered for the role was George C. Scott. I could definitely see honestly, either one of them. Oh yeah, uh, I think Scott might've been a, touch too old even at that point to come across the same way as gene hackman did but that's just me um so yeah gene hackman definitely still had a a, a, a leading yeah, man yeah vibe had going to have, like him. an 18 year old girl have a crush on him right there you it go had, yeah it had to be <laughs> i don't think Patton, she would be into Patton too much. <laughs> <laughs> get up that ladder uh the uh the guy who the director of photography on this film was the same guy who shot mash uh and this was actually this was actually his final film uh he he retired after after making this this movie was the top money maker of 1973 in the u.s and canada uh shelly winter said that she put on 35 pounds for this role uh, and said afterwards that she was never able to get rid of it. This was like that she put weight on for this movie, oh, and then she was never able to get wow. back to the point where she was when she when she took the role. Uh, the old blame it on the Poseidon <laughs> excuse, right? She would have been right there at that age where it's tough to get rid of weight at that point. Yeah. You know, once you get it on, it's it's a lot tougher yeah. to get rid of. Um, Just a coincidence. And then ten years later, on the sixth season of the love boat uh ernest borgnine and shelly winters would play husband and wife <laughs> <laughs> i don't oh, think man. i saw that one i might have to like go dig was shelly winters playing a retired prostitute in that one too even <laughs> <laughs> stella stevens though. well that was yeah, that was exactly. another part that was funny where it's like they go to climb the christmas tree and gene hackman's like you can't climb in a dress pamela sue martin stella stevens tear your take your dresses off shelly winters you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me grab you by your ass yeah. and push you to the top of the, the tree. <laughs> it's like Pamela Sue Martin. <laughs> I've got these great boy seen? shorts on underneath my yeah, dress. She had, she had hot pants on. Right? Her dress. I was like, well, that works very conveniently. Very upset. Color matching, too. It was, uh, it was, yeah. it was, it was the, thing to, the thing to have. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to revisit. So I'm, uh, I was, that was, uh, a good trip. A good trip back to the seaside for the Poseidon adventure. Now I must go find the sequel. <laughs> and ruin everything. <laughs> I won't ruin anything. It'll be fine. Because um, we need to go someplace. Hmm. So that uh, we can we can let these two go to bed. But uh, but first, <laughs> oh, first, as Jimmy knows, yes, we have to go down the tubes. And again, the internet 
is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Oh. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> but uh, Amanda should have fun with this too. So. Are we doing okay. The, I'm going to do the posts. What are we doing? <laughs> he froze. No, no, he's not frozen. So uh, he's opening up the file. Oh, okay. So we'll start off with the Poseidon adventure here. Okay. Um, so this is uh, first open. I, I feel like this is like a funny thing to do for a podcast, but okay. Well, I post uh, I post all the the images on the website so people oh, can go and look at the images okay. and then they can follow along, following along okay. at home. Okay, this is the traditional one. The so this traditional. No, well, this was the uh, this was the original. This was the first teaser of two uh, oh, okay. that they released to theaters because uh, coming for Christmas, um, which is the typical sort of layout with like all the little heads of all the actors, all yeah. in pain. They're all in pain. Yes, I mean, they're all yelling. Well, all, all yeah. of them have their mouths open except for the little kid. But <laughs> well, that would be just you know wrong. This may be the only poster with dead people on it. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, dead look at that. Laying, yeah, right? there's like yeah, bodies yeah, laying yeah, in all there. All those bodies like <laughs> strewn about. I kind that, of, the kid in me likes it because there's a lot to look at. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing too, the other thing funny too is like all the characters are like as the entertainer, as the loner, as the right, right. as the rebel minister, <laughs> the party the rebel minister, the party girl. Stella's I want to name my next girl. band Rebel Minister. That's yeah, that's the name of my next band. <laughs> that is a good band name. I like yeah. that. I mean, it's it's interesting that they how they market this with we're going to give you the plot point we're going to tell you what happens right when you go in so you're waiting for the moment right yeah that the bad things that the bad thing happens as soon as the movie starts you don't you can probably guess when it's coming but that's not the impetus of this it's the escape from it so that's that's yeah well don't they don't they have like a summary or something like that in the very beginning that just tells you like that night that you yeah know, this no, disaster happened yeah yeah so yeah. it's all yeah my 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 daughter looked at me and she's like is this a true story and i had to think <laughs> for a second i'm like i i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> but it's sure being presented as one you know right. they really they did i can see how you would you would question that you'd be like i i do like as a couple of things it has a little tagline on the bottom combining the talents of 15 academy award winners it's all the way in the left bottom towards. The oh right. yeah, that's oh, right. That's unique. Yeah, and and um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's got a it's it's so it's reminding me that when I went to see it in Radio City, we saw the Christmas show, and then we saw the movie because it says coming Christmas from twenty. 20- Century Fox. That's so a hell of a thing to double feature with a Christmas show. Yeah, that's well, that- it was it was a short one. They would do before. They would do before a movie, so it would be like fifteen minutes, and they do a dance thing, and mm-hmm. they, right? And right. then they would shut the theater; it would go dark, and then the movie would the screen would come down. So I remember that as a kid. That's a pretty cool poster. I, I also, you know, I, from my childhood, I just remember that logo, the upside down ship. Yeah, that logo is just so perfect. Does anybody yeah. remember the poop side down adventure that was in Mad Magazine? <laughs> oh, I heard, I read about it. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. it. That it's, was awesome. That, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, Beautiful. All right, we go to the second one. Yeah, which is the second teaser, which is the sort of uh, the love ABC. happy version. Yeah, this is the this is the movie of the week version. <laughs> okay, I just I and I realized something about this, and they, you know, they, I don't know if the person designing this poster 
figured it out, but it's got Mrs. Rosen putting her arms around the priest instead oh. of Mr. Rosen. And yes. I'm trying. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a cast and photo. He's hugging Roddy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a good yeah. try with the pin cushion behind the boat there. Okay. Yeah. Is that supposed to be the sun? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's with the other. Uh, also, Red Button's head on uh, on a Roger Moore, uh, James Bond <laughs> body is kind of weird. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. doesn't look right. <laughs> a little, little odd. Yeah. I have to correct yeah. myself from earlier too. I don't. I don't hate Pamela Sue Martin. I hate the other girl. Nani. 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 Yeah. Nani. Oh, she was afraid of everything. Nani. Yeah, she was like. Yeah. She, she should have got annoying. killed. She should have. I would have thrown her off the ladder into that pool and gotten <laughs> forward. Okay, climb the damn ladder. I remember. I re also remember as a kid. I remember this. I was like looking at Stella Stevens' boobs, and I was like, "Can I see through that yep. shirt or not?" <laughs> I remember, I remember as a kid, I it was a very like, hmm, you know, the whole movie. I did that <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> I tried and, and the whole know, movie. This, <laughs> this logo is different from the other logo. It's yeah. not as good. It doesn't have the no, lettering been, that sort of like, toyed looks with. like underwater. And they yes. look like they try and put these like, really lame old cracks in them. Yeah, they yep. broke the ship into pieces. What a nice sunset underwater. <laughs> yes. Like, I, yes. That, yeah, whatever. That's just crazy. Yes. Okay. Poorly but I do like the title, you know, Morning Hours of Jerry Fenty. It's kind of like cool. Yeah. But the movie's, the, the post is too bright. It looks like a love boat ad for like yeah. a, in, a, in a TV guide. You Agreed. Know? Yeah. A little too cheery. Like the before, the, like the before selfie of some, you know, yeah. some yeah. people who had a, actually got into a disaster. Yeah. Like well, this haunting picture die. was taken moments before each of these people died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, the third one. Next third up is the, is the, the primary release poster. It's fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful it's got, piece. It's got girls' underwear. <laughs> it's got it's got cleavage. It's everything. That, yeah. It's like He's Mad 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 World poster. Just it has oh got people hanging upside on. down. It's got upside down balloons. Yeah, uh, on the left, you know, and then <laughs> right side balloons on the right. Um, there's yeah, there's more dead people, like you mentioned earlier. There's yeah. dead people laying around. There's like Shelly Winters has got a, it looks Stella like Stevens is bodacious boobs. Well, it looks like it looks like it look also all the way on the left. It looks like Shelly Red Buttons is about to enter Shelly Winters from behind. <laughs> uh, that's kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. Only you would see that. It's just a, oh. so much going on. And the first word you see is hell. <laughs> yeah. Upside down. I mean, it's just just nuts, but it's great. This is a poster like I want on my wall as a kid because I could look at it for hours and hours and hours and keep <laughs> finding stuff, you know, just a really dead guy all the way on the right on the bottom where the fire is. There's just a guy dead with his arms hanging down <laughs> laying over there it's just <laughs> right there. Look at him. Look how dead that guy is. Just laying over <laughs> one of the tables. That is, that is the, the most dead, dead guy, guy from the table. I mean, geez, I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's like a Where's Waldo puzzle. You can like name like yeah. ten things, and you got to find them. Find yeah. the cleavage on the ground. I like the thread. Poseidon upside down. That's a good touch, though. The the, yeah. the plaque and, and of I mean, Poseidon. And yeah, yeah, that's great. And and also yeah. the uh, the little photos, like half of them look like blow up dolls that you'd never want to buy. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the little kid knocking the? Uh, 
boat mo- the boat model, the Poseidon off the yeah, stand when he, when he when jumped he, on the bed. When he jumps on the bed, right. Yeah, foreshadowing right. as if you didn't know the boat was going to capsize <laughs> at this point. Now you do. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, again, there's, there's like the, the girl all the way on the top, too. It's like the mysterious. Is she wearing underwear or is she not with the That's red right. dress? Almost red no. dress. And then there's a guy like below where the word upside and down is the guy under the table hanging. Yeah, just the legs. I know it's supposed to be I know it's supposed to be, I guess, a part of the, the floor tabletop, but it looks like somebody put out a cigarette next to his feet. <laughs> yes. <look> at it. <laughs> How about those people way in the water? I mean, where are they? Yeah. They're just I mean, way down there. They're out. Yeah, that's what makes this like you as a kid. I could look at this on my wall for hours because there's true. so much going on. It's it's a wonderful painting too. Everybody it's looks brilliant. like they, it's a brilliant yeah, poster. Just yeah. Uh, so so the next image was a an alternative version. This is the painted by the same guy, Mort Kunstler. Yeah. Um. And Great. Another oh, another nice. This was used in some of the uh some of the overseas posters. That's great. It's a great poster too. Really good. Yeah. It's like Gene Steven Hackman is, is like, so yeah, heroic. What is Stella Stevens looking at? Like she's, she's the only one not twenty years younger. She's yeah. Gene Hackman's <laughs> rippling muscles. That's right. Yeah. It, it is pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's. I like just. It's like really stark and and graphic, and it doesn't. You know, it's not complicated with a lot of type. It's just, it is what it is. And they've got Shelly Winters here when she was already gone by that point. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's her ghost. She's coming up from the hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like and then like, Stella Stevens at this point should be gone too. Well, I noticed uh, they that's tried true. to, yeah, they tried yeah. to put like a nipple on Stella Stevens' right boob there. You yeah. See right? <laughs> like somebody, said, somebody said, put a nipple on that. We'll, 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 <laughs> a little shadow. A little shadow. Yeah, it is the 70s. It we needs need more, more nipple. nipple. You know more it? nipple. And get, and get that young girl's leg shinier, will you? <laughs> Give him some yeah. shine, kids. This, the circumstance of this poster is way more harrowing than, than was actually in the film. This is certain death hellscape that we're looking at. Yeah. Hell upside down. This, yeah. this this poster sells it right out of the gate. You yeah. Gotta, you got to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the next one. That's the U.S. re-release. Yeah, 90 is, million yeah. people have seen the Poseidon adventure. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a good bragging right. You know, 90 million is yeah. a good number. It's a re-release poster. But, you know, there's nothing there. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's know, got the neat logo, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, move on. Uh, <laughs> next is the Czech poster. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, good my time. God. Right. What is the piranha, <laughs> which is not in the movie, okay. wearing a necklace? Uh, this I was is say, why is there a fish there? But more importantly, why is the fish wearing a necklace? Right. <laughs> How about why is the ship right side up underwater? I mean, wh- what is going? What were we trying to do here? Okay, what? Who blew this one? Okay, who blew it? Well, I, who was a fucking idiot with this? This, this is horrible. It is. I gotta say, I really entertained by like. Like um, like mid-European movie posters because they're oh, all yeah. so out there. Oh yeah, you know it's just like you can't even. I can't even say I hate. I hate it because right. it's just like what you know. The, the two hands were taking off another ad and shoved on there. Like yeah. it's, like well, it's the same yeah. hand. It's the same it's, hand. Oh, it's, twice. The same hand. <laughs> it's so horrible. I, I I don't even. It's 
it's and then the guy and signs his name huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. that too. like, like he's so fucking proud of that. Why is water being blown out of the yeah. smokestack? Upside down. Yeah. <laughs> what is on the left by the boat? What is that? A telephone wire pole? That's what looks like a telephone pole falling. <laughs> I mean, what it's, it's actually a, a shrimp. It's actually the beginning of a shrimp. Oh, you even try here, okay? <laughs> you just you took various. Things from what is what country is this? Czech Republic. This is, it's uh, yeah, Czech Republic. It look, yeah, it looks like maybe Czech Republic. They're or, never yeah. gonna get out from their dark cloud. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's it's all I'm saying. It's just the worst. Okay, what okay. is going so, on? So, so next up, oh, next, is, next up is Germany. It's Germany, yes. which is similar to the one that we were talking about with the painting. Right. right. This is what happens but, when you have a, a bad copy machine. That's what it looks it like. Is yeah, blurry. Yeah. It's so blurry. Inferno. Poseidon Inferno. Although they did enhance Stella Stevens' right nipple for some reason. Yeah, oh yeah. Stella Stevens and the nipples, man. She's the nipples. <laughs> it's all about the nipples with Stella yeah, Stevens. Yeah, that, that's just... The B-movie no. version of the good poster. Let's go, to, right. let's go to the next yeah. one. So the next one is Hungry. <laughs> it okay, certainly is. Yeah, it's I Hungry mean, for it's Talent. Wow. Yeah, I mean, good try here. Uh, <laughs> this could be... <laughs> This is poster F for Perfect Storm. What did they shoot this in a toilet, looking down with a camera? It looks like it looks like a tidy, like looks like an ad for a toilet. It's just gonna. It looks like it's it's like it's all illustration and yeah, but it does look like it looks like a toy boat. Well, it doesn't look like the boat in the movie. No, no. We want you to find someone who does not know how to draw water. Okay, we have 13 It's like they took the model of a PT boat and added no, some smokestacks to it. It's, yeah, it's so horrible. bad, dude. It's horrible. Oh, yeah, man. It's horrible. Okay, this next, next one is Poland. Poland. <laughs> what oh, the fuck? I, I, mean, I don't God. even need to click on this to know this is going to be awful. <laughs> and I'm right. Uh, okay, take the Rolling Stones logo, cut it in half, and put some bubbles. Okay, I'm we're like, done. Dean we're Hansen. done. Let's lunch. Break for lunch. Break yeah, for lunch. Break we're for done. lunch. You know what? <laughs> hey, my son's an artist. He'll do the poster. I, I mean, honestly, honestly, this I mean, is I guess just it's supposed to be like drowning in water, but it looks like it's like like a bunch like lips and teeth sinking in oil, like okay. in oil. Bill. It looks like a 70s porno movie. It does. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, this is more the like thing it. you see in the back of the Daily News and the tiny ads. I, I, that said, I, I'm, I'm sort of taken with the graphic quality of it. How about I this? Like if it. we took off the title, you'd never know what this was oh, for. Oh, not in a million yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You have no <laughs> clue. But I yeah. like it. But yeah, Beyond the green not. porthole. No, let's move yeah. on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's too frightening. So next, next is a very Japanese poster. Yeah, oh, it is. I look at least they get it right. The ship's upside down on the top. I like that. Yep. It's, it kind of has a movement, a movement of things falling. Here's yeah. my problem with it: is is it looks like a street. It doesn't look like some the, all the people in the background. It doesn't. Oh, look I see what like you're saying. Yeah. They're in a boat. It looks like they're on a street. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like like, like they're evacuating on. from a war or something. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like they tried to make Gene Hackman a little Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Just does he doesn't? It's a really strange shot of him. It's like it doesn't look like him. No, they They, they kind of blew out the detail to make him. You're you're right. You're right. Maybe they just. Well, there's a fire at a circus. (laughs) Well, well, also the Poseidon Adventure logo on the bottom looks like it's gonna it's gonna like do a little um, dance between Nani's breasts. There, it looks like. Right. How do I say this? What is that? Like it's. It, it it doesn't look like a, a ship. It looks like a motorboat. <laughs> ah, there you go. 
Oh no! So, okay. so, so next awful. is the is the raw Mort Kunstler art. From yeah, the it's fantastic. Same piece, right? Really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the same. Yeah. It's, it's just the we, it's we just approve, the We approve. That's just, that's the other piece. Almost too, like right? Norman Rockwellish and, with the yeah, design. and then the other piece without any dress at all. Also, the right. oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Very great painter. Yeah. Uh, so next we have a piece by Dave Woodman. Oh my Wait god! A minute. Wait a minute! That's oh my a, god! That's Hirschfeld. <laughs> Isn't that her, her show? Art no, this is this is this is a this is a more modest this piece. Was just done a few years ago. Really? It's not bad at all? I yeah. Mean, okay. Well, he's wow. well, he's swiping he everything. Well, he's oh yeah. He's inspired he's by her. Yeah. yeah her show. Oh man, yeah. Leslie Nielsen is drowning. That's not cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> not great. cool. That's great. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. However, it's not inaccurate either. <laughs> no, it's not inaccurate, but it's not cool. And he it's designed good. it so you could hang it either way. Yeah, yeah down with the hurt leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah acres with his his busted up leg. Yeah, I think it's this pretty clever. Great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Clever. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh my I god, mean, that's I, great. I mean, the the uh, caricatures are right on. Oh my god, oh, yes. Yeah. Look at Nani. She looks like a, a, a like perfect. She looks like a she skull. looks like a moony. Like she yeah. totally looked mooned out. Yeah. <laughs> you have the chance to caricature Stella Stevens and her boobs, and you hide her behind someone else. Come on. Besides Gene Hackman's legs. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean red that's, buttons. Yeah. Looks, he looks dead on. Well, red right, buttons yeah. is great. This yeah. is great. It's great. Uh, what's yeah. Pamela Pamela Sue Martin? Yeah, she looks like a, a, a like a twisted looking Bjork. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh my god, that's so cool! I've never seen that. That's amazing. And then we got the last one. And I the like last it. one. This piece by it's Scott very Hockel. yeah, it's very stark and graphic. Yep. And yeah, I like that. Yeah, a little yeah, bit of a little bit of a saw bass feel. Yeah, you know exactly what it is as soon as you watch it. The, yeah. the, I, I do the, like the word Poseidon is like down on an angle a little bit. It's yep. kind of given, you know, it gives a feeling of things not right. Little and the actors' names as portholes, you know. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Or, or the top of the poster is really cool. How it's whites out to the borders. That's yeah. I like this yeah. one yeah. a lot. It's a good good poster. Yeah. You got a lot of great ones and a lot of shitty ones, and that's good. That makes yeah. for entertaining talk. Uh, so at, so at this point uh, we would uh, we would go into the martini where we would discuss uh, the your primary film Poseidon Adventures director and his body of work. But we have to go to sleep one day. Uh, <laughs> we do not have a body of work. Uh, he does. He has actually twenty six directing credits. Uh, Whoa! The, the only things on his list that I that I recognize, uh, and because I, I mean he started in nineteen forty seven. Wow. And uh, Poseidon, oh, Poseidon, he did Poseidon Adventure. Uh, he did Odessa File. He did Meteor. Oh, okay. Oh, Meteor. Bad, dude. <laughs> Bad movie, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, Waste of Sean Connery. Yes, uh, he did uh, He did a version of Scrooge right prior to Poseidon Adventure. Um, but other than that, I don't really recognize anything <laughs> in his catalog. So I'm going to say Poseidon Adventure is his best film. First right. Monday in October is interesting. I don't really remember it, but I, I don't I didn't first Monday in October? Yeah, from eighty one. Yeah. Looking at this. Yeah, I don't see much else on here either. For the first time in history, a woman is appointed to the US Supreme Court. <gasps> what? <laughs> no. I mean Walter Matthews that, just doesn't that gives it instant credibility. So there you go. True enough. True enough. Uh, uh, for a minute. <laughs> uh Jill Clayburg, she's you know interesting. Amanda, have you have you guys watched Toy Story four? No, I did. Oh, okay, she did. 
Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know who Forky is, obviously. Yes, I do. Okay. Is there have, a fork? <laughs> have you watched? <laughs> have you watched the Forky shorts? On, no, on but Disney. I tried to get Jimmy to watch them with me, and he's like, mm. "I told him to go fork or What something. a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about him. Go watch them. Okay. They're they're absolutely fucking fantastic. Okay, good. They are so, so good. Fantastic. Yes, they they're, are. They're, <laughs> they're forking fantastic. There's there's one where he makes friends with a coffee mug, which he has named. What? No! Because <laughs> the mother is always on the phone with the coffee mug talking to someone, and that's all she ever says is, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> so Forky thinks that's the mug's name. So if I explain Forky to nope. you, will you watch it with me? Okay. Um, Dude, do you not care for the Toy Story I'll watch, I'll watch Toy Story 4, oh, and good. then I'll watch Forky. Good. So okay. you guys can go... Fork off. Yeah. Leave me alone about. Believe me, it's absolutely worth your time. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Okay. Listen, guys. Thanks so much for for hanging out with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yes. This thank was awesome. So it's so. Thank you for putting up with our choices. Faces. Are you kidding me? That, no, 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 no. That uh, two, yeah, two good, two good movie picks for five. Other than next time we're on the show, is going to be two porno movies. You guys have to watch. <laughs> well, those will be okay. harder to track down. But I mean, you know, I mean, unless you do like Behind the Green Door and Devil yeah. Miss Jones or something. <laughs> guys, go to bed. Thank yeah, you so much. Good night. I will thank talk you to you guys soon. I'll let you know when this is coming on, and we'll talk soon. Thanks to Fesley and Music. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, if you follow, also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at cinementalpod. For Hassan Godwin, Lathan Conger III, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and cardio-impaired underwater savior, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.